Welcome again to Healthcare Marketing Insights for the week of September 28, 2009. This is Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. And I am joined today by Adam Meyer. Hello. And Jackie Ritaco. Hello. Both of whom are from Interval as well. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's all we're going to say for the rest right. of the podcast. That's right. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. It's been a while since we've, we've done this because we took last week off. We had some special guests last week who filled in for us from the Weekly Probe. Uh, from the Weekly Probe. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's One of their fine editors and uh, some guests. They were quite so the group of people. Unfortunately, yeah, I wasn't around <laughs> when they were recording that. So uh, I have heard the podcast, but I wonder, would have liked to met those people in person. Yes, they're quite the characters. You guys, Maybe next time, Chris. Were you there? Were you there in studio when they used our equipment and filled in? I was. Yeah, no, I, had the I cleaned it off afterwards. <laughs> you cleaned it off? Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it got very spirited, so mm-hmm. we like that, though. Well, well, we'll see about having those folks back. They were, they'd be a good interlude for us every <laughs> once in a while. So, uh, And I was, I was gone last week, which is the reason why we had the, the guest casters in because i was mainly in montana for the uh, mha convention which stands for not montana hospital association which is what you thought it was but mha is an association of montana healthcare providers so i think they're in a brand transition because they used to be minnesota hospital or minnesota healthcare so uh for some reason they're transitioning their name but uh, anyway it's who you would expect it to be the hospital and health system folk from Montana. So I was out there speaking, and I got to give a couple of presentations on Thursday, and they went very well. And uh, the second one, which was the uh, very popular Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital, had a nice turnout. So, uh, and I'm always pleased when I am able to convince people that that is the case, because then I feel like uh, our jobs are made <laughs> that much easier. You have succeeded. <laughs> and if we could, yes, if we can just go state by state and convince. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think when I speak on that topic, I'm typically speaking to marketers. And while this conference was for all uh, folks w- from within healthcare, I was speaking in the, the marketing track. So it was primarily marketers uh, kind of preaching to the choir on that topic. Uh, but they still enjoy it, and they enjoy getting ammunition they can take back to their organizations. Mm-hmm. For whenever somebody says, we're a hidden gem, or we're the best story no one's ever heard. Best kept secret. We're the best kept secret. If people just knew about us, they would come rushing in. Until <laughs> you realize that 75% of them don't give a hoot about you, <laughs> and that kind of changes things. So, But there was one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys to see if you'd ever heard of this before. Uh, there was a lot of, as you would imagine, uh, smaller hospitals there. There's a, you know, Billings, which is the largest city in Montana, has a fairly vibrant healthcare community. Uh, and then Helena, the capital, uh, also I think has a couple hospitals. But other than that, most of the communities are smaller and don't have multiple hospitals. Uh, so you tip, you, you get the situation where you know you have one person who wears many hats. Marketing, PR, community relations. You guys mm-hmm. familiar with that mm-hmm. dynamic? Oh, yes. 
Yes, yes. So this was a new one. There was a woman there who uh, was at the conference for other reasons because her primary, she headed the social services sector of the hospital, and she had just been handed marketing, and that was new to me. I hadn't heard social services and marketing combined before. Have you that guys is heard a of that first. That's, that's quite the uh, quite the broad <laughs> range of uh, responsibilities. <laughs> Very broad. I mean, what would you, could it be any broader? What would be some ones that would, might be even more of a stretch? Um, legal. Housekeeping. Oh, but legal Very happens. Good. Legal happens. Really? Legal and marketing? Is that like yes. a t-shirt or a bumper sticker? Well, it's, it's, I think you're right in that it's a stretch mentally because they're very different people typically who would head those up. But, <clears> but there have been more than one occasion where I know that, uh, marketing reports up through legal or the head marketer is a, a lawyer really uh what was another one you guys mentioned housekeeping <laughs> housekeeping hospice come back <laughs> later housekeeping uh that i've never heard <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard housekeeping before a, that would be sad indeed what about hospice uh yeah hospice yeah i mean that's the thing with social services is that it's it's kind of an, a functional, operational, clinical area. Right. I mean, maybe not as clearly defined as, you know, heart or oncology, but it's a, you know, it's typically the social workers that come in and help with different situations. So uh, I don't know if there's a situation from within social services where they have community contact, maybe. Maybe outreach with schools or I don't know. But uh, my assumption is it was just somebody who was available. Or who thought it would be fun to do. I, I didn't meet the woman. She just mentioned that, and we all how, smiled, nodding. How, how big of a hospital was this? Small. 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 I, I, I didn't catch the name, which is probably a good thing. I don't want to call them out. Uh, I, I'm assuming it was a critical access hospital, so we're probably talking 20 beds. Okay. Well, beds. that's that's not necessarily I – th- I mean, in, in a larger hospital, it's pretty rare, I think, that you're going to see – somebody carrying two roles that are that far apart but it's just it's so it never ceases to amaze me in some of these smaller hospitals how many responsibilities get dumped on a single person i know right right and you know it's because they have to they can't afford to hire you know full staffs for everything Mm -hmm. uh and you know i was encouraged that she she came she wanted to to learn about marketing i don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that her first you know foray into it was Joe public doesn't care about your hospital. Uh, but I guess that's a good thing. It's good that she hears that right away and, and can start building right. uh, kind of a case for that idea because clearly she will be facing those within the organization who believe that if, if people just knew about us, they would, all their problems would be solved. So oh, yes. uh, I wonder if, if anybody out there in podcast land has other uh, odd connections. In fact, I think I saw an article in the Weekly Probe about that. Maybe we could pull that up. Uh, they, I think they did some research on that. But uh, it'd be interesting to hear from others. What kind of hats, or how many hats? What do you think is the most? I mean, basically, I think I've heard four or five in a title. Really? PR, marketing, communications, community relations, foundation, HR. Yeah. HR can go in there. Those other five are fairly closely related. That's just a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. In fact, we have a client who has that situation. So we have another client who shares duties between marketing and HR. So uh, it's more of a support position, a um, uh, specialist position, but still. Anyway, 
so interesting. But great time. Uh, the guy who invited me out there, his name was Tegan Vine, and he was a tremendous host. So he he took me around Thursday night, and we saw the sights of Billings and the social scene, and I saw what a jitterbug is, which is a country music. Shows how not into country music I am when they said they're going to do the jitterbug, and I thought it was the 1920s. <laughs> You thought it was a Charleston shot. jitterbug. Yeah, do you guys you guys heard of the jitterbug? I have no idea. I have what that is. It's very much like swing dancing. It looked like swing dancing. Now, when I said that to a few folks who were very much into it, they're like, "Oh no, swing dancing's like this, and jitterbug is like that." And I'm like, "Oh, you know, to the outside, you look like the folks in swingers. The way you're dancing is moving <laughs> around." But but it was very cool. It was very. They were very good. There were some dancers that were very good there. So it was a good time. Fun. Good. Yeah, Montana was good. Okay, so let's dive into a uh, question to debate. And it involves how you measure the results of your marketing effort. And we're diving more and more into this. We're going to be putting out some content on this within the next month. Uh, but there's one kind of minor minor detail that, well, it's not a minor detail, but it's just one little slice of this giant pie that I thought we could dive into. And that is, uh, every once in a while, you'll see an organization, whether it's a hospital health system or uh, an ad agency or marketing firm tout the success of a campaign, uh, maybe in a case study or tied to an award they've won, by noting the number of impressions that they attained. So it might say something like, this magnificent campaign resulted in one million impressions and blah, 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 blah. And so mm-hmm. that always stops me when I see it because I'm not sure whether impressions is really a result an outcome to me, it's more of a income. That doesn't make any sense. It's more of an input. <laughs> it's an input into the marketing campaign. And to me, it's the equivalent of saying uh, our marketing campaign resulted in ten print ads, because really, yeah. that's all you're saying. You're just taking that uh, the elements of the campaign, and you're you're saying, okay, there's ten print ads, there's twelve billboards, and there's five radio spots, and then you're multiplying that by the uh, audience from you know the media outlets would give you that, and then there's your impressions. So, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that that's a fair way to assess the value, or the not the value, but the success or the outcome of an effort, or do you feel like no, that's kind of a, a circular argument that really speaks more to what you did in the campaign, not what came out of it? Well, I think on one hand, because it's one of the few mediums in which you can actually get some pretty concrete numbers in terms of how many people did see it. Um, well, I, I guess that's, that, that's also up for debate as well, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really do that for, for a billboard, for a brochure. So there, I'd say there is some value in that. However, the real value is in the action that they take after they've seen it. And right. just, just measuring impressions doesn't, doesn't get you that data. Right. What, exactly. what do you think, Jackie? Um, exactly exactly what Adam said <laughs> no, what he said it was very true it's kind of just like a it's kind of a middle of the road thing it's you know based on how much money you put into it is how many impressions you're going to get but it's you know you can't really measure the action that comes out of that so that's why I agree it's kind of like along the lines of measuring how many print ads you produced as part of the campaign so yeah, yeah. It's just to me, it's it's something that you build into the campaign, which leads to results, right. which leads to uh, calls to a phone number, visits to a website, uh, screenings taken, 
uh, possibly uh, volumes or visits increased if if you can drive people to something that's that measurable. Right. Uh, but it just it, it always hits me the wrong way, especially when it's the only metric really highlighted, uh, because you can buy whatever impressions you want. You can you know you could buy ten billboards in the Twin Cities and put you know a big picture of them, somebody flipping them the middle finger, and say we got a million impressions. Well. What does that get you? It gets you a million people who saw you or a million impressions. It's not even a million people. Uh, and then when you go back to our our philosophy that Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital, even if you get a million impressions, you know, based on our rough analysis, 750,000 of those impressions people would dismiss out of hand. They would ignore because they don't want to hear from you. Right. Uh, and even those people that do, you know, take a look, uh, it depends on what you're saying and what actions they take, like Adam said. So, so I don't know. I, I, f- I felt really strongly one way that, no, that should never be touted as a, a result, but I know it's done, so I just wanted to be... That would be a good discussion. Maybe we can hear from other people out there about whether they feel like that's fair to use or uh, anything like that. I mean, to me, it's... What, here's a classic example of this that you've heard a lot, maybe. And I don't know if you hear it so much anymore. But people would say, you know, they would measure the success of their PR campaign by how many press releases they sent. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So we sent 100 press releases or we, we sent press releases to 100 media outlets. Well, whoop de doo You could send them to a million outlets. What difference does that yeah. make? Yeah, what, what became of it? Yeah. What happened What afterwards? became of it, yeah. And more matters what it actually and even translates then, into. Right, right. So if you, you know, if you send out a thousand press releases, which you shouldn't send out press releases anymore anyway, <laughs> it should be much more targeted than that. But let's just use that. And, and let's say you place 10 stories. Then you need to do the hard work of saying, okay, well, what do those 10 stories really relate to? Now, you could at that point say, well, you know, one of these stories ran on Good Morning America, which has a viewership of, you know, 10 million people. So we got 10 million exposure, and that's where impressions might make more sense to me. Uh, right. Though I don't know why I'm drawing that distinction. Why is it? Why are they more important there than people seeing a billboard? Clearly, it's there's more value. It's a more valued impression when it's a a PR placement than an ad placement, right? So there, I'm having it both ways. See how I am? <laughs> having your cake and eating it too over there. I am. I am. And then a lot of times people will do ad equivalency when it comes to stories. So they may say, hey, if we got a story on the front page uh, of the paper, mm-hmm. the, you know, to, to buy that would be, you know, that would cost $20,000 or $50,000. And so basically that made us $50,000 or it saved us $50,000 of marketing cost by landing that. You can do some kind of ROI on that. But right. uh, still in the end, I'm still where Adam's at. What, what does it... What does it really do? Did that impression or those impressions drive up your awareness, how people perceive you? Did it drive behavior? Did it drive activity? Did it drive financial results? Uh, that's what you're really after. In right. The- you know, on one hand, I, th- I think online advertising is still relatively new to healthcare, um, as it is to many industries, I guess, for that matter. I mean, it's not, it certainly is not a new medium at this point, um, but some industries have just been lagging. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a new term they can, that marketers and healthcare can probably throw around and maybe it sounds impressive. That could be one reason that we're seeing it here and there. Um, 
But yeah, when rubber meets the road, it's all about what happens after they see it. Right. Right. And that you, you brought up online advertising. I think that's where you can draw a good distinction because if you've got an online ad, they will quote you impressions. They will say, this is how many people saw your ad. Mm-hmm. Right. But most people know, well, that's who gives a flying fig because all that's based on is page views typically. Mm-hmm. And we all know, or we've all read the research that shows people just, they visually ignore the ads, the banner ads for the most part. So right. just because I flash up on the homepage of startribune.com doesn't mean that I even got, I even saw the ad, let alone paid attention to it, it registered, whatever. Right. Click-throughs are a much better metric to use because that shows somebody actually took an action uh, to to look at what it is that you're talking about. So right. you just like you said, you can't do that with the billboard. Mm-hmm. You can't do that unless you've got you know, actions built in like phone numbers and web, you know, URLs and that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Well, let's hear from, hopefully some people will chime in on this and uh, others who are, who deal with this and, and whether they, they believe, yes, you should include that or no, you shouldn't. Uh, it be interesting to, to hear from other people on that. And then what's such a, one more thing. Uh, last week we posted a, uh, we had a blog post that was titled, um, Hospital wards, the madness continues. And basically, it was kind of like a, it was a rant by me, <laughs> triggered by somebody that I know in healthcare marketing who said, hey, we, we're going to, uh, our marketing is going to promote two new awards, uh, of which I had not heard of, which is saying something. I mean, this is our business, right? Uh, and I think I've heard of them all, but it's it just goes to kind of prove the point that Every week, something new comes out. Mm -hmm. And in the blog post, I kind of picked on health grades just because one of the awards was a new one from health grades. Uh, And I picked on them because they have a lot of awards. They have a lot of ratings. Uh, And so a lot of people agreed. There were some great comments that came in. So if you get a chance, read the blog post, read the comments. We got a comment from somebody at health grades who said, hey, you know, we actually do help hospitals and health systems build the reputations with our awards. So uh, you get you get good feedback from both sides of it. Uh, but, you know, where, where do you guys stand on this? I mean, I think I still feel like, boy, there's value in these things. And some of the comments, for example, said, hey, there's a lot of value internally. So yeah. at a hospital that wins an award. And, you know, we linked to a, an article we did last year called uh, The Battle for Gold Stars that really looks at this in depth. And that was one of the things we said, hey, doesn't mean you shouldn't try to win awards. Doesn't mean you shouldn't celebrate awards at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's, uh, you know, a health grades five-star rating is something to be celebrated in a hospital. Because it means you've really reached a, a level of clinical excellence. The challenge is when you're out there trying to market it. What do you guys think? I think the biggest problem is there are far too many awards. Once the, I yeah. mean, even if there is, even if there is one that is truly meaningful, it gets diluted when it comes to your communications. When there are so many other awards in the market, you might have the award in one thing, but somebody, you know, the next hospital has an award in something else, maybe two. And if you don't get the award in one thing that you want, you could just go apply for something else, and you're probably going to get it there. Um, it just it seems like these days that there it's it's not that it takes minimal effort to get an award and then to tout it and I, I just I don't think consumers are savvy enough in knowing what these different awards are all about to really 
know what the difference is between any of them. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but once you print that award on, you know, a, a million communications and the next year you didn't get it, you know, how do you, how exactly do you explain that? Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it, overall, it just kind of, you know, dilutes the message. I mean, there are some that are obviously a little more meaningful and then, you know, to your post, Chris, you see some of these come out and I mean, hospitals still, you know, decide to use those awards as highly as some of the other ones. And it's, I don't know, there's, it just seems like there's too many. It's kind of what right. boils down. And, and there's, it's like everything else. I mean, there's different levels of quality to what kind of Adam's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of them that we talk about is from Premier, which is a, a group purchasing organization, uh, which provides tremendous value to hospitals. Uh, and I don't know anything about the award. I'm sure it's based on stringent quality uh, standards, but promoting something like that in the in the market, nobody, no consumer is going to know what Premier is. I mean, that's a business to business company. It's behind the scenes. Uh, what value would it really have? I I don't know. And uh, you know, that's that's kind of the thing I think that drives folks like Health Grades nuts because they I think they do a good job. <laughs> they actually do a good job of going in there and really assessing hospitals. Right. So they probably undoubtedly feel like, hey, this, these are real. These, these really mean something. Uh, the problem is there are so many other ones, uh, and a lot of them don't necessarily meet that level. And so from a consumer perspective, uh, you know, they're just going to mush them all together. And you know, we talk about, uh, in my presentation, uh, pointing the way, which is the other one I did in Montana, I talk about consumer reports coming online with hospital ratings. Uh, and hospital evaluations, and they've got a built-in brand when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. People already respect consumer reports when it comes to rating products and services. So uh, there's an example of one that could come right on and, and jump right to the top because people already respect it. But, uh, boy, when I do this presentation, there are dozens, dozens of places you can go to for hospital ratings and hospital awards. And right. so, uh, you know, and like Adam said, forget about the fact that they change every year and there's often multiple winners uh, in one given category or ge- geographically based or whatever. Uh, it just, it's, it's becoming to the point I think where it's like saying uh, our doctors are certified or we're JCO accredited, <laughs> which, you know, doesn't really mean much anymore because everybody's JCO accredited. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you know, maybe it's a problem if you don't have anything to point to. If you're not JCO accredited, if you have no awards, but just having awards anymore doesn't seem to be really differentiating, unless it's a, uh, you know, a really super special kind of award. Or like we say, if you're fighting a reputation where you've had really bad quality, deservedly so, but you've changed things over the years and you're trying to overcome that, uh, you know, in a smaller community where there's not a lot of competition, that might help you. Right. Uh, the challenge is trying to build your brand and build a differentiation around it, I think. Uh, but again, if you check out the blog post, uh, there's some examples of that posted by a, a guy at Health Grades, and you can judge for yourself whether you think that that lends credence to it. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if we see more of these awards erupt. We should start our so. own award. That's what somebody suggests. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's part of the deal. Let's be frank. Part of this is a strategy by vendors and consultants. It's exactly. it's notorious. For example, if Interval had the uh, coolest hospital campaign award and we only awarded it to our clients, 
you know, how would the market judge that? Would the market judge that like, wow, they must do a really, you know, XYZ Hospital won this coveted interval coolest campaign award? Or would people look at it for what it really is, which is a relationship management strategy? Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of these are. I mean, not health grades and others, but there are, there are examples, I won't name them, uh, where it's basically you try to keep your clients happy by patting them on the back for the very work they paid you for. Right. Very curious. But it works. It works. I see it all the time. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh that'll be an ongoing discussion. I don't think that's going anywhere. You guys No. <laughs> no. There'll be much more discussion to okay. come, I'm sure. Yes. All right. Anything else you guys want to cover? Not me. nothing that's coming to mind all right cool we'll let it go uh, for that so for healthcare marketing insights this is chris bevelo adam meyer jackie retackle thanks for joining us and we will talk to you next week bye